0: hi ho TAP students! Welcome to Chapter 4, Cross-Curricular Connections. Deep learning is like taking a long draught from a well of knowledge, as opposed to only sipping from many different wells. These words were said by Ben Johnson, an administrator, author, and educator. It goes really well with everything that we are going to talk about in this chapter how important it is to weave all of the subjects together to make a natural, deep learning experience for our students. In this chapter, our goal is to identify literacy, math, and science standards that easily integrate with social studies. We will also generate ideas for cross-curricular lessons from a children's book, any children's book. Some of our essential questions we will explore are, How can we integrate social studies with literacy, math, and science? Why is cross-curricular integration necessary in an elementary classroom? And how can reading and writing be the basis of social studies instruction? New teachers, upon viewing the curriculum for their grade levels for the first time, are often overwhelmed. Actually, overwhelmed is probably an understatement. There are so many math, science, ELA, and social studies standards that must be met by the end of the school year that many novice teachers ask, How in the world am I going to teach all of this and do it justice? It is a fair question, and one that is very real to many first year teachers at the beginning of a new year. There are only 24 hours in the day, and students are in school for roughly one third of those hours, and of those hours, they're actually in your classroom for a little over half of that time. I know, I know, this is not a math textbook. However, using math in this instance helps us to understand that as a teacher, you have very little time to teach all you need to teach and for students to actually learn it. This is why cross curricular integration is an important skill to learn and eventually incorporate into your classroom lesson planning in the future. Section 1. Connecting content areas. If we only see a list of standards and strictly adhere to the specified scope and sequence for a particular grade level, we will fail to see how naturally the content connects and will fail our students in our mission to educate them. High stakes testing adds to this problem. Subjects are taught according to pacing guides that specify what content is to be covered and when. This isolation of content robs students of opportunities to connect big ideas. Another misconception is that teaching students to read can and should only be taught through the literacy curriculum. The idea that children learn to read in the basic reading program and then read to learn in the social studies program is not quite right. Actually, the two are connected. Children improve their reading ability expanding and deepening it as they read to learn social studies material such as primary documents, charts and graphs, maps and globes, narratives, and informational text. In social studies units, with good coaching, children's reading ability will develop in ways that will rouse their minds and give them skills that will empower them for the rest of their lives. There are primarily two types of literacy that are important to be aware of when teaching any content area. Content area literacy and disciplinary literacy. Content area literacy is the ability to read and write in subjects such as science, social studies, and math. The focus of this type of literacy is on text recall and understanding. Activating prior knowledge, using graphic organizers, previewing and skimming, rereading, and summarizing are the main strategies used to acquire textual knowledge. This type of literacy can be used to teach any content. Disciplinary literacy, on the other hand, requires strategies specific to a particular content area and must be explicitly taught. The main focus of this type of literacy is discipline and content-specific vocabulary and skills. A few examples of this would be technical terms, words and expressions that are peculiar to social studies such as veto, meridian, or latitude. Figurative terms, expressions that are metaphorical such as iron curtain, cold war, or the sunbelt. There are also words with multiple meanings, such as cabinet, bill, and mouth, which have very different meanings in social studies than in everyday language. There are also terms that are peculiar to a locality, such as prairie, arroyo, and tundra. There are also words easily confused with other words, such as alien and allies, principal and principal, Acronyms, there's lots of acronyms in social studies as well as other disciplines. But in social studies, there are abbreviated expressions such as NATO or NASA or NOW, which also are in some other disciplines. And then there's quantitative terms such as millennium, decade, score, and acre. Sometimes these words wouldn't come up in really any other place except for perhaps social studies, but in a specific way in social studies, and it may have a different meaning in other uh, content areas. There's a video that is a really good example of disciplinary literacy in action. It's a video called um, Organize Your Thinking to Analyze Text, and it's called Keep It or Junk It is is the um, strategy that the teacher uses. It's on um, the classroom, the teaching and learning channel. I think that's what it is. And you get three free views. Uh, it used to be free. But if you can watch that video, I'll try to link it within, um, within Blackboard or on our um, Quick Links somewhere. But if you can watch that, it's a great example of how you can weave ELA standards into a social studies lesson. Let's continue our conversation and discussion on types of literacy in social studies. Oftentimes, especially in the lower elementary grades, time to specifically teach social studies is limited. So we must look for simple ways to integrate the content into subjects that we spend the most time teaching. Reading and the language arts present multiple opportunities for social studies integration, Let's look at examples of ways to sneak in social studies. One type of literacy in social studies is practical literacy. This is reading in order to complete some sort of a task, such as reading a ballot, uh, reading directions to the polls, um, anything where there is a procedural um, or description of something where you have to uh, read directions carefully. The next type is information literacy. The definition of this is reading or writing to get information about the world. So going back to our um, you know, election kind of uh, a unit that you might teach, it would be studying the candidate's positions on different topics, reading the president's speech, a literacy or literary experience might be um, reading something for pleasure. So you might enjoy, your students might enjoy reading a biography of some former leaders, such as maybe uh, the Pharaoh Ramses, or maybe there's a, a political cartoon in this election season that's uh, in the newspaper or online, or maybe there's a historical fiction book That is about one of our our presidents that uh, students may enjoy reading. All of those things are different types of literacy in social studies that you can kind of uh, sneak into reading. There are also different types of text to be aware of. Narrative, expository, persuasive, and technical Here are some different text types and definitions that you can put into other curricular areas such as math and science. There's narrative, which tells a story and has a plot. So there could be a journal entry by Christopher Columbus about his trip to America. It might be something like reading the book 1492, The Year of the New World by Piero Ventura include some math in there by calculating the length of Columbus's journey from Spain to America. Real simple kinds of ideas to get narrative reading into and social studies and connecting social studies. Another type of text would be expository. So there, that's that informational type text. So it could be where uh, students uh, write a newspaper article about King Tut's death They might read something about who was King Tut by Roberta Edwards. That's a great book to read. And then a cross-curricular connection there might be to investigate the science of mummification. So include a little science, social studies, and writing slash reading all in one there. Then you've got persuasive, which argues one side of an issue. A writing idea might be to give a speech to your class to change a school rule. On the reading list might be presidential speeches. And a cross-curricular connection would be to give a speech to persuade local officials to pass a law mandating recycling in your community. So include a little science and writing and speaking all in one there. A little research, too. And finally... Technical writing is kind of those um and technical writing and reading are kind of those how to texts. So a writing idea might be to give directions from one place to another. Students could read maps and charts, and a cross curricular connection might be how to build a Roman road using basic geometry. So lots and lots of math and science connections if you know where to learn. And this is where knowing your standards is so important. Because if you know your standards, you can naturally be able to start making those connections between them all. And that makes learning, first of all, a lot more fun. But second of all, a lot more uh, meaningful and deep. There's also a literary strategy that you can use um, that is about morphemes. Uh, Teaching students to identify morphemes or word parts will broaden their vocabulary in all areas as well as help students understand disciplinary literacy and cross-curricular connections. Morphemes are word parts such as prefixes, suffixes, and roots, both Greek and Latin, that helps students recognize and define more complex vocabulary. So there's a lot of root words. um, And, you know, there's lots that are that are within social studies, within science math. Uh, For example, the root trans, which means across or through, can be found in both social studies and science, in the words, transportation and transparent. There is a a great graphic of a tree and leaves and roots that's in your textbook. It's Figure 4.5 in Chapter 4, but it's all about teaching prefixes, suffixes, and root words. And it has a ton of different um, roots that deal with uh, social studies, science, math, so many different things. Um, if you can identify those those types of words within within reading and connect them easily to oh remember how we learned um, about um, you know this this something like uh, geography um, you know meaning geo means earth so how does geometry relate to geography because they have the same root so there's a, a lot of natural conversations that that can come up If you just take the time to search for those connections. So, to end this section of the podcast, I'd like you to ponder a few questions. Is it really possible to integrate social studies into any content area? Give at least one example that illustrates your thinking. How is it beneficial to integrate content areas? Also, when considering integration in your own classroom, what would it be important to know? I think of all of the chapters that are in this book, this has got to be one of the most important. Not having enough time is usually the reason cited for not teaching social studies. I challenge you to never ever have to say, I don't have time to teach social studies. I hope this challenge is accepted.